That was Habit by Louis Tomlinson, and there is absolute chaos in the studio right now. Because <laughs> we're joined by Dan, Dan, and not Dan. Um, yeah. And one Dan is leaving, and it's chaotic. Um, and one Dan is staying, and the non-Dan is also staying. There was one Dan in the bed, and the little... I don't, I don't know where I was <laughs> going with that. Um, these are some of the guys involved in tonight's comedy night down at the Stro, which kicks off at 7.30, but doors are open at 6, so you can grab a meal. And they're going to tell us a little bit about themselves and how they got started in comedy and uh, how they got a better job than I have. Um <laughs> So we might start with Dan. That's Which you, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> this guy? One, one of the Dans. Why don't we start with Dan Rath? Like, right. the, the fact that you have a job would be news to the government. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically yeah, that was the like. nicest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you saying I have a job. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's like a, when someone calls me sir, I feel important. <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners couldn't see the air quotes around the yeah. job. I yeah. mean, we did just have it, to explain. It was laden with irony. We had to explain radio to you previously, so I think there might be a yeah. couple of faux pas from you. Yeah, well, um... Yeah, because I'm almost 40 now, people call me sir a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that, yeah. but it's been nice though. You think it's been a good change? Oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's a bit more disrespect, a bit more respectful than what was happening. Mm. I like that mm-hmm. you couldn't even say respectful. You were ready for disrespectful <laughs> because that's the kind of life you've led so far. Yeah, I, um, this is, this is a, I can't wait for tonight, this gig. Your pants? Yeah. Well, like, is this, is this your job now, technically? I am, Unemployed, but this is all I do. That's it's the, my passion. That's the dream. Just God damn it! What? Like <laughs> uh, again, like the radio thing. Dan, you have to speak into the microphone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're currently swiveling to look at me and Conchetta. Which is like, very polite, I yeah. must say. I appreciate it. Like, I think it's one of the most polite things I've seen. I, I'm polite in one weird way, where I won't talk over the GPS voice. I just won't do it. So you were saying <laughs> radio is like a live podcast, basically. Correct. Yeah, it's like it's like a podcast, yeah. but like they can't they can't edit it to make you seem more interesting. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> do you thrive under pressure? Yeah, my life is a pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living off ten dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> What, what would be your number one budgeting tip? These, these are students, man. They're probably living off $10 meal prep, a day. Meal prep, I reckon. Meal prep? That's a good one. Yeah. What's your students go-to Students are good at that, do you think? Like, are you a student at the moment? Yeah, I am a student, yeah. Do you do meal prep? Yeah. Yeah, I, I plan Meagering. out my... I Yeah, that's that's every meal. Yes. Really? Me, me no, um, I, I plan out my, my meals two weeks in advance. Is it healthy? Really? I do all my groceries at once. That's sufficient. You get two weeks worth of groceries at once? Yeah. And they don't all go off. They don't go off. Oh, if there's something that's going to go off, I might do a quick dash to the to the grocery store to get things like milk. But other than that, yeah, I find vegetables the hardest thing to plan for. Yeah, because you've got to use them so quickly. Like if you buy an <laughs> avocado and cut it in half, it's a ticking time bomb. That's right. That's true. You got to have it that day. It's annoying. Yeah, it's you're just like, going I've got to go home and eat an avocado, and I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, like you, you're gonna, you're going an avocado in a day. Like you're, you're splashing four bucks on an avocado, and you're like, I deserve all of this at once. No, well, because it's like you, you only want half of it, right? Usually, yeah. uh-huh. mm-hmm. half. And then what happened? Up, you need to have two. You need to have one at lunch, and then the other <laughs> half for dinner. That's Which is annoying because, like, what dinner thing has avocado? Not much. Not much. It's not really a dinner thing. Have you ever like made? Have you ever made guac yourself? It's like an insane expense. It's got, that's like five avocados in there. Camole, yeah. You have made guacamole? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> what what inspired you to do that? 
If you can't do it by his voice, Dan is a very pale ginger man from Brisbane. So the idea of him making guac makes me think it was part of a cooking We have Guzman and Gomez in Brisbane. You have Guzman and Gomez? Yeah, it's It's considered a fancy restaurant. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It's considered bougie as hell. Really? (laughs) I respect that. Which one is your favourite, Guzman or Gomez? I just consider them as like a one thing. A single entity? Yeah. I they're like Hamish and Andy. I don't think they're... <laughs> you need them together. Well, you only need Hamish. Well, <laughs> we, we shouldn't say that on air. That's This is their home. Radio. Come at me, True radio. Like, this, is, this, this is, is their playground. <laughs> Do you reckon they listen to every radio? <laughs> <laughs> every single one. That's yeah, just to do. see if they're getting name dropped. <laughs> That's why yeah. they're so good. There's two of them that, so they can listen to everything. If there was <laughs> only one, they wouldn't be able to make it. We actually owe them 50 cents because you said their name. So. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no one said it again. They own Hamish and Andy. That's why I haven't met any young Hamishes. No, I haven't. They've taken that name for themselves. It's trademarked, yeah. Absolutely. Hot dang. So um, tell, tell us about how you guys got started doing this kind of stuff. Um, like, how do, you, how do you get the gig coming up to do a comedy night at an orientation week? Hmm. Um, did you want to answer that? I mean, I think I think he's asking you guys. Oh, you asking like, me? You, like, because Dan Rath, you've you've proved. Oh, Conchetta's in. Conchetta's making it happen. I'm not doing anything. Um, I started doing comedy as a baby. I was funny from the day dot. Um, so it's really just part of the trajectory that I'm here. Um, but um, <laughs> I think it just happened that when you do comedy, you can get asked to do gigs and i got this gig via email um that, that, invitation that is, that is the common format and I that's think, sort of how email. it happens that's sort of the the that's the comedy business um show business and that's and now i'm here today and how how many how many university gigs have you done because you're like king of the universities that's right as a woman who's dropped out of three separate universities um three separate <laughs> degrees go off queen um I, this is my second stand-up university gig and I've done one improv university gig and I'm sure there's more to come, you know, in well, my future. I, I fantasize about like, cause I did the ANU open week gig. Where is mm. this going? Well, like, I just, I just he, wish he that doesn't know. Like, <laughs> I, I just, every, I, every part of Dan Rath's life is a mystery. <laughs> this was last week, but I just wish that I could put that on my resume, like ANU. All oh, right, so like, you're doing the O week, and you're like, I went to ANU. Attended ANU. For a, yeah. for like an in a evening. way, yeah. I'm a, an alumni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, for sure. Sort of. They should invite us to fancy events, like honorary degree. Yeah, absolutely. I'm flexing yeah. that hard. Um, I acted as a stress valve for some students that will become the leaders of the future. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, do you think like people who go to ANU are more likely to enter government? You reckon just because Abs- of the proximity? Absolutely, absolutely. They fall in love. They're with so Canberra. close. I think it's even been proven empirically that that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about in Armadale? Do you reckon the people who go to uni here are more likely to stay in the New England area? Barnaby Joyce. Barnaby Joyce is Tamworth. Is he an alumni? Barnaby Joyce is here too. He's here too. Yeah, yeah he's here too. Four. Yeah, we're, oh. in, we're in we're in deep beetroot territory here. Nice. Is he is he a, is he a patron of the university? Do you guys do you guys respect him? Oh, we we try not to talk about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gets fifty cents if you say his name. He, yeah, probably. It was it was weird before like he he got exiled here to live out the remainder of his days. I really thought he was from Queensland. I thought he had all the yeah, characteristics of a got, Queenslander. He's very Queensland, like Bundy Rum. Yeah, a Cobra vibe. <laughs> the bunny. I was. I thought vibe. he was Queensland too because of his um, just his personality. Like all those nutcase politicians are from Queensland. 
I mean, Bob you got, Catter. He's retiring though, isn't he? Bob Catter's out, which is very sad because he was the king nutcase. Yeah. Yeah, they're all nuts. Oh, that's why I thought that he was a queen. Yeah, I really did as well. As, as a Queenslander, you think all Queenslanders are in fact nuts? No, not all, I don't think all Queenslanders are nuts, but I think all nuts are Queenslanders. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very diplomatic answer. Maybe you could be one of the leaders <laughs> of tomorrow. That's a small but perceptible difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there ever a point where you where comedy became uh, went from being a hobby to something you wanted to pursue as a, I don't know, a career? Uh, I I like to always have a hobbyist mindset to keep the amateur vibe of it alive, and because you, you, it always if you do badly, it does seem like it's your first time. <laughs> right. So you you want that? Yeah, that amateur that safety net. Yeah, because then if you yeah, like you want to keep the, the the playful vibe alive, you know. Yeah, that I agree with. You got to keep it fun. If you take it, if you start counting your invoices. Yeah, it gets rough. You it become gets a bit dark. of a Scrooge. Yeah. A Scrooge. A, Scrooge. a comedy Scrooge. Like, I can't wait to get more money from oh, another gig. Can, can you not wait to get more money? I would love more money. If at any point a promoter was like, hey, would you like more money? I'd be like, that would be great. I'm, I'm okay to abandon the hobbyist thing. I would, I, would, I, would like, I would like a guy to drive for me. I reckon that would be like a highlight. For sure. Because yeah. like, no one tells you about the driving involved in comedy. There's a lot of driving. Like I, We drive so much, I've been fantasizing for roughly five years about buying one of those highway signs, like unsee this. I'd be like, <laughs> what does that cost? I was fantasizing about building that. a comedy club in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just walk down and do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, gr- the green room is the rest of your yeah, house. <laughs> I put three shows on a night and just like run new material. Wait, someone did that. In Sydney when I started, I remember there was just this lady who'd done a little bit of comedy and she was like, over the holiday period, I'll be running comedy in my house, two yeah. to three shows a day. Oh my God. Arj Barker is appearing. No. Yeah. She, this was all advertised. It did come out that she was going through like quite a severe a mental breakdown. health issue. <laughs> but, but a bunch of comedians did turn up to do the gig. And People they had like, great gigs. They had great gigs. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Apparently she gave them like liquor. Pretty good. That's wow. cool. The Rathy, like what I'm saying is your dream is this close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you need is a mental breakdown. Well, that's happened, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I I think but then also like you never feel professional like I don't feel professional because like I don't make an income that's like <laughs> respectable. What's a, what's a respectable income? For me it's like I guess like sixty grand. Reckon. Yeah, God, I'm so far like from a, that. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Maybe like just above twenty, though. Seriously, just above twenty. I mean, I'm just enjoying this because everyone in the university is like, maybe I should be a comedian. Now, like, <laughs> fuck that. Like, I'm sticking with this degree forever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This is definitely the way out. Yeah, you've just got to keep going. I reckon, even. Yeah. Someone literally <laughs> said to me they were like, the key to comedy is just you'd never stop. Like garbage people would do it forever and they and you'll just have a career. Like that's just that's the secret is just don't stop. But there will be no financial indicators that you're on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be like, hey man, good job, keep going. This is great. <laughs> I just do it as an excuse for having no social life. Because you can just hang out with people. Like all the time. Yeah. I would have thought for you that would be one of the worst aspects of comedy, the interaction with others. <laughs> no, but I actually, no, like you need a bit of socialization, like a dose. Yeah. <laughs> Micro dose. You know what I mean? So it's you like sure Af- uh, Panadol, Prozac. I was going to say Prozac, Panadol. 
I was just going to be like, you treat socializing like they treat the yard in prison. Like you just get like an hour a day and then you're normal and then you get to go back to the cell. I treat it like a green juice. I'm just trying to stave off diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't enjoy it, but I don't want to get sick. (laughs) (laughs) Five serves a day of veggies. Yeah, it's like five five conversations a day keeps the doctor away as well. Because loneliness is stressful. Yeah, mm-hmm. so just like end of end of a long day, you're like two conversations shy, just catch a couple of Ubers, jump in the front seat, <laughs> be like, "Go on, mate, let's get healthy together." Do a sign up night. <laughs> <laughs> Is there regular comedy on the campus? Like, what would people do if they wanted to do comedy here? Uh, well, there's a self plug here. I'm um, I'm the president of the theatre society. We run a couple of open mic nights. Hell a year. yeah! But um, it's pretty rare that we'll get um, actual comedians coming to do shows. It it tends to be pretty few and far between but you know the stro does a couple shows generally generally be a couple people in town as well yeah Uh, who's like the most famous comedian that's performed here jeez that's a a question um we were just talking about the fact that we once had friendly geordies because we were talking about him recently holy moly i mean neil neil's done a couple of shows here neil kahaka he's he's quite famous i think yeah like more yeah. people when I, I like hung out with like pretty famous people but like Neil's the one that gets stopped on the street like the most right people are very excited by Neil Kalhatka we had Arne Doe last year Arne Doe that's pretty good. big that's that's good. Week? that was oh, that was his um, happiest refugee show came yeah it, mm. he came up and did his show for that for one show over here at um, Blazonby Hall right yeah right How big? oh so they weren't O Week acts no 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 oh no no I was just thinking shit <laughs> You're just comparing yourself to Ando. You just no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, what a fool. <laughs> Am I the most famous comedian that's ever done O Week? Is what he's thinking. Oh, like, no, no. Like, I was thinking the exact. I was thinking in a self-deprecating way. Oh, yeah, it was just like Ando's doing the happiest refugee. You're doing the saddest resident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most depressed citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, do people want to? Like, if you're, there must be like an open mic night on campus, right? Every university's got an open mic night. I started yeah. university open mic night. Yeah, I did. That's how I would. My first, yeah, was it uni. I think uni gig. Did it go well? First gig well. First gig bad. No. My first no. gig was good. My second gig was the worst gig I've ever done. Whoa. I didn't do another gig for like a year and a half. Yeah. I did like all these dark jokes, thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty edgy. I reckon I can handle this. And man, did they bump. Whoa. It was brutal. It was like crickets. Friends came that could look me in the eye for weeks afterwards. Holy oh, shit. No. It was that kind of Did uh, you drink a lot before? No, not really. I drink more now, I reckon. Yeah. Now that I'm like, I know how this works. Like, it's like, I think it's like being a pilot, you know? You don't, you don't drink during the lessons, but when you're flying commercial, have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I ask, what's the open mic like here? Um, we it, it varies because it's free entry. Um, everyone comes along. Generally, you have people turn up on the night and, and rock up, but we'll have um, at least a few acts in adv- um, planned in advance so that there's at least something because mm. the, the crowd really varies depending on what Do else Do you mean like on. numbers it varies or yeah. niceness? Numbers it varies and niceness. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the game. Yeah, I've, I've done... <laughs> two open mic nights now the first one was a big crowd that was very receptive and the second one was a smaller crowd that just heckled the hell out of everybody oh yeah a small heckly crowd you don't see that all the time usually like people find safety in numbers yeah Yeah, the anonymity Mm. yeah there were a couple of very confident people who just wanted to yell every time there wasn't a a good joke did you do the thing like you think this is easy and like get them up on stage did you do that 
No, no, that's a, that's a pro tip. Get I, it going. I, I think we have a lot in in common in that my first one was okay, and my my second one kind of bombed. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're doing stand up. Yeah, I give I give it a shot. Yeah. You drink? Did you drink before you did it? <laughs> I drank during it, like booze. on stage. Yeah, I had I had a I had a schooner on stage. That's a yeah. sweet wow, move. What a pro. Not, 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 no, none before. No, none before. No. All oh, right. Why do you keep that's asking that? Well, no. Did you? No, no, I, I like never fair, drink. I drank like eight pints. Oh my god! Of, of medicinal craft beer, <laughs> <laughs> and like was choking in the bar, but it like kind of helped because I was so drunk when I went up. I, yeah. This sounds psycho, but I never wanted to do it drunk to see like like to compare myself being sober and being drunk. Like if you're always chasing yourself, like I always think you know you're more fun and loose when you're drunk. So I I I'm like scared. I have like an addictive personality. So I'm like if I ever do a gig and I'm drunk, like what if I'm like oh my god I was so fun and loose that I just want to do every gig like that. So I've literally never done. I'm always sober. I've never, never had a drop before never, a gig. Never. Never. What about just like you're having a day out with friends, you're having some drinks. And <gasps> oh, you're actually, that's true. There I think go. there was one. I, I Yeah, it was like a big work thing. And then I went and did a gig and came back. But other than that, no. But were you like that's wasted? Um, I, uh, I wasn't wasted. No, I was just a bit like tipsy. But do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the whole point, like to get on stage and to be like, I'm fine with this. I'm having fun. And if I feel like I have to rely on... Alcohol um, to get something it. else. I'll just feel like I'm trying to avoid that in all aspects wow. of my life. What a healthy perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm killing. <laughs> yeah. So from comedy into life advice, we're all getting counselled. But also, I am on my piece, so I'm dr- and I drive to every gig, so uh, it really that is. So I wonder if I'm on my fools if I just start drinking all the time. It we'll see. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. If you're if you're anti-drink driving, like driving places are really good, like drink reduction it's technique. True. I did that for a bit. I yeah. was like, I'm just going to drive, and then you have like, you, like you want a beer, and I'm like, no, no, I'm going to have a water because <laughs> I don't want to get the public transport back here tomorrow. That's true. I don't but like it buses. Sucks because everyone else is having a beer. Yeah, everyone else is having a beer. That, the asymmetry and fun is is torturous. Yeah, I feel like the older the comedian, the less likely they are to have a beer. Really? Because they're probably quit drinking. Yeah, that's why I don't understand when like say you're at a party and you see see a bloke with a sparkling water and people call him a coward and a baby <laughs> and a wimp but he's probably the hardest dude in the room totally <laughs> like he's probably inflamed that's, he's, that's, he's lived a life yeah and now he sparkles he's the he's a he's a big boy can i i swear <laughs> there is like a famous guy who's a teetotaler which i think is the right word for when you just don't drink and Correct. i think it's either like one of the hot ones like bradley cooper or like one of those do that I was like, that's the craziest, coolest thing I've ever take the hottest man in the world and then make him have like a steel like self restraint. Be- that was a great, oh, yeah, loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like it's that's like, great. That's even hotter than a guy who parties and like can afford coke and does blood. Like that's in that's just another level it's of just like, like it's sort of I'm lo- sober 100%. A little bit, it's hot. The coolest thing to be now is like a tradcath. A what? what like tra- <laughs> like what someone who's into the- like traditional ceremonial Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> like they go, do you know what I mean? They go to Latin mass and they're a teetotaler and stuff. Yeah, that's a bit sexy. Like, yeah. You're like, that guy's cool. I heard, yeah, dude, I, heard, I heard Bieber's on that. He's just like a trad cath now. Oh. Is he? No, no, it was a complete lie. His Hillsong. <laughs> Hillsong. No. He was. Basic bitch. He was, wasn't he? You reckon Hillsong's a bit, bit vanilla? It's just a little bit like Supre. Supre. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Hillsong I mean? is super. 
Tradcath's more like, whoa. Like, that where, is... It's like did, what you were saying about the mm. teetotaler thing, I think, a little bit. Where Say did you hear... it's so weird. Like, that's why you like the teetotaler, because it's so unusual, right? Um, A little bit, yeah. But it's also such a huge thing to abstain from. Yeah. Especially being rich and famous. That To me, there's this whole other level of life that you get to when you have all the drugs and you have all the party and you have everything at your disposal and then take it one level where you... You don't do any of that. And so they're getting joys from life from like, I don't know, good food and like traveling without. I just think that's an interesting way to. I'm not saying it's the right way. I just think it's interesting. (laughs) You're saying they have to get the joy from the thing itself, not from this additional. The lifestyle attached to the art. You think it's like the highest form. In my head, if you're in show business, of course you were going to like drink and party because that's like the. So then imagine you're telling me you're doing show business and you're not that's removed you have you're in the craziest funnest business where you have everything at your disposal and you're not doing that i think that is so interesting and i would love to watch their life and do they still party like you know what it's like to be at a party and you're sober and everyone else is drunk like what if you're a teetotaler and you're at the oscars do you bow out early are you there all (laughs) night like what's happening but nobody would want you there all night if you're sober at the oscars because that's where all the shenanigans happens i know but you can also be fun you don't you don't want like a tape recorder there you know what i mean i think it's it's probably what you mean it's like you've got maximum opportunity but maximum you refuse it self-restraint yeah yeah it's like the hottest That's man right. in the world is is like abstinent look yeah. at this bradley cooper who battled with addiction to alcohol and painkillers became sober at 29 years old and has credited this decision with saving his acting career and allowing him to take care of his father when he was ill boner alert am i right ladies holy hell <laughs> looking after his father no alcohol but what There's I like about that, see, he would have a sparkling water at a party and people would call him a pussy and stuff. And I would... <laughs> who's doing that? Like Al Pacino? Like, which of the celebrities are... You suck. <laughs> what? what? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger? Are you sure with that? No, I don't know. <laughs> Even Anthony Hopkins is like, have a drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> Making me nervous. <laughs> I've never you heard you do impressions before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to branch out. I can't believe you saved your impressions for the radio. Like, <laughs> we just spent seven hours in a car and you're like, no, let's play it straight. I'm trying to get a foot in the door. <laughs> like, they're very good. Like, you're Anthony Hopkins. I think that's got legs. That was I've got a picture of myself in my wallet. I look at it and I said, you did good, kid. <laughs> Have a beer, asshole. This, this no. is some of the nichest radio content I've ever been a part of. I don't really know what's going on. I'm learning about Bradley Cooper and I'm learning that Dan Rapps does impressions. I've been making content here for a year and a half and this is still the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and there was no planning involved. That that's was a relief. Best. We're all content creators. Here. That's true. Check out, check out Dan on... Do yeah, you have, can do you have we any plug our Instagrams? Yeah, please do. I have a Twitter account. Yeah, plug it. Do you actually use Twitter? Sporadically. I thought you were off that. I thought the track oh, had thing. You have a Tumblr. I, I have a, a Tumblr that is uh, collecting dust. <laughs> it should be called a tumbleweed. <laughs> I didn't know Tumblr still existed. Neglected. It still does. But guess what they've done? They've sort of really like cut down on what kind of like sexy content is on there. And I have to say, I had this like fantastic blog of sex memes by blog. It's like a Tumblr. It just, you know, like funny sex what memes. What are sex memes? Like, oh my God, come on. You know what I mean? Like it's like a a, a, a vagina that filth. looks like a face or something. <laughs> Wait, is it like, but is it like X rated or no? Oh, it means about some sex. Of it was, but it's a lot of it's about sex and stuff like that. But like, is it like just like words next to like a hard dong? Like, is that what, is that like a sex meme? No, 
Or is I it mean, like just the, the Velociraptors like naked? Like what are we can doing? Can I tell here? you one? I'm going to, okay, let's make a meme, um, a sec, an X-rated meme, oral, like or, you hear it orally. So there's this one where, okay, this is insane. It is a picture of a la- of a lady's butthole and vagina flaps. Can I say this on radio? Sorry. Probably not. Um, Probably not. <laughs> and it oh looks God. like a face. And then it says like when you when you suck on a s- soured thing and it's too sour because it looks like someone right right this. right right like a now that's head. a sort of a bad meme there's like a lot of good ones but anyways why am i talking about this tumblr tumblr they've <laughs> just people are moving away from it because they it's like they're constricting what was tumblr like a sexy thing it's i mean sexy. like everything it had the those that avenues and elements right because i didn't realize twitter was on that until that guy was like running for american governor or something just retweeted like some lesbian pornography oh my god and he was a very conservative candidate they always are like, oh, so know. he got hacked by russians <laughs> That's what, that is what he said yeah that's so unfortunate <laughs> bad timing on that one yeah i got gigs. hacked by russians as well really yeah what, what they signed that? me up to grinder <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what political motive they have <laughs> i'm not really like political they're trying to ruin your future queensland Maybe, senate campaign i think they found out i was a bernie bro <laughs> Hot for Bernie <laughs> That's your vibe why, why is Bernie attracting the bros? When did this happen? When did it become like a bro culture thing? I think For like communism You know what I mean? I think they're like right? the left wing version of the alt-right From what They're from, pretty yeah Is that the kind of It's it's full on socialism and that sort of thing Are they like yeah. violent? Do they do like the old school stuff? Like back in the day? Not quite No they're like They're like toxic Like eat the rich kind of people Alright Is that toxic? Yeah, was that a bloody good it? idea? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they sign up to the um the the identity politics stuff as much, but they're more like economic or something more. Yeah, like economic. The, the left wing economic bros. Yeah. Okay, so like you can't you can't identify however you want, but wealth distribution is the key. Yeah, like that like, energy. They focus more on the economy. Did you do economics at university? I have a feeling you did something like that, right? No, no. no. What did you do? I, I studied um chemistry. Oh Study chemistry. Yeah, That's but crazy. I couldn't do the laboratory part. Why? Too social. Too too mechanical. <laughs> too mechanical. You've got to titrate milligrams. I just yeah. Like it's I like to hands-on. draw the molecules. Mm. You should have been doing <laughs> art. Yeah. Yeah, I like to 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 um <laughs> like kind of model the the proteins on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Design tech. Yeah, design <laughs> proteins. <laughs> Just do the illustrations for chemistry textbooks. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, you've got to get, like, chemistry has so much wet lab. What's wet lab? That's when you've got to get a white coat on. What's dry lab? Pet stuff. Dry lab's like a computer lab. Oh, yeah, that's so real. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. I thought he was going to say joke, and then it was real. It was really real. It's, like, so true. A, a room full of computers is called a lab. Well, it's like, it's like cooking. Mm. Like chemistry labs, but it's it's sort of there's dangerous chemicals like butane, mm. butane, butane. Isn't that the one that connected to a barbecue? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've or is that gas? That's not gasoline. No, butane. I don't know. I don't know what that. How many years did you make it through university before it was too much? Because <laughs> I assume you left everything because it was too much, <laughs> including most of your no, relationships I, and I, your I, family unit. I finished unit. a degree. You what? finished a degree? Yeah. I no. Hell, I, I, yeah, I have a bachelor of science in um in maths. Whoa! Where yeah. from? Uh, UQ. That's a good one. It's all right. What's that one? University of Queensland. Oh, cool! It sounds like a party university. <laughs> I didn't head. talk to anyone at the university. 
I don't know. I think the social life here would be good, though. It seems. It's yeah. It's pretty pretty good. What's the? Did you say you run the theater society? Yeah, I do. Does that go absolutely off? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. We that's an a, arts phrase. Um, like, do yeah. people that's get really phrase. involved and like um, love it? Yeah, yeah. It's generally open to everyone in the university, so it's it's pretty good when we've got um, non theater students who were who did drama in high school but you know didn't think they could make a career out of it or do a degree in it or anything so they'll they'll come along and um do things like murder mysteries and that sort of thing cool do you put on like shows like shakespeare and stuff yeah we put on at least one play every year great yeah is the is the play this year has it been selected yes it has what what is the play can we hype it are we in it uh do you want to be in it because we haven't cast it yet can i be the lead lady if sure. she's a bombshell only. If she's ugly, I don't want to borrow it. <laughs> Not the town wench. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could take the town wench. <laughs> uh, what is the... Can you say it? Yeah, it's the Pillow Man by Martin McDonough. It's I love Ma- that Martin McDonough, movie. he's the Three Billboards man. Yes, correct? he is. Oh, and my he's, gosh. He's, he's dating the Fleabag lady. Phoebe. What? Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Yeah, they're in a relationship. No, they're not. That's true. Yep. Power couple. That's a power couple. See, We're talking about Greta Gerwig and... That guy, you know, the I one, mean, clearly the very one powerful. From, from Married Story. <laughs> oh. No, Noah Baumbach. Buck. Yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah. The, the king of Mumblecore. <laughs> Sorry? Mumblecore? Yeah, Mumblecore, yeah. That's the vibe. Do you know Mumblecore? No. What just is Mumblecore? It just means like it's a movie about a guy that gets a cappuccino and has a panic attack. It's like in black and white and there's like a guy with a yarmulke like, oh, oh so, my, so my my biopic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. cool. yeah. So any award-winning movie. Like it's always called like the squid and the... Squid, yeah, squid <laughs> in the whale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An actual no pump fact. Or, or wedding check. stories. <laughs> 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 yeah, they sound like they could be good names. I like, I like the people. I who love like, it. I love that stuff. Bring me it too. Yeah, just the chat, the talk movie. I like the talk movie. Yeah, like a like a like a before midnight, after sunrise, Coffee, that kind cigarettes. of vibe. Yeah, Jim mm. Jamoosh. Yeah, any of those. He's mumbling. Is that? I think that is university like peak mumble. Like when you're like at university, you like peak into that. Absolutely, because like, like it's so much feeling. I, I think I have way more feelings at university. I reckon. I, do, I, do you reckon university had the peak most feelings of your life? I think so. I think as an adult, I've like narrowed it down. You're numb now. I not feel numb. like I'm feeling. You're on lithium. A lot. On lithium, not on lithium. How dare you? I've defamed you on radio. <laughs> <laughs> the good part is you don't have to post him the lawsuit. Absolutely not. You just get um, to him right here. I think I think Rathy would lose a lawsuit even if there was no plaintiff. You know what I mean? Like he would just fail <laughs> to defend himself. Yeah, I I would um, I would just be like, yeah, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Huh? Who's that? Which one? It's Which just impression? Any like English person? Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> any English person? Yeah, they're all scum. A, a country that has <laughs> no, they're good people. A country that has an accent every two and a half miles, and you're saying they have one accent? They no, nah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? Do you left say the country? Are you saying the people? Do you think I haven't left the country? My passport has more stamps than a stamp collector. <laughs> No, I've I have been <laughs> to England. Really? Yeah. How did you like it? <laughs> I saw you there. Do you prefer old England or we new had a England? Co- we had a Starbucks together. Did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, in in Edinburgh. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's French. part of England essentially. <laughs> that's the one thing. Like, uh, Rathy's actually quite successful. Like, even though well, think, listening to him talk, you'd be like, absolutely not. I've been to a few European countries. Which is your favorite? <laughs> um, my favorite one. It's got probably 
out of Europe <laughs> would probably be France. Ooh. I mean, I, it was in Europe. He was right. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to think of Brexit for a bit. I was like. I just, I just like that you were like doing the FR in France for ages and I'm like, there's no other way to take but this. But it's only the cuisine. Right. Because really? I'm a foodie. Really? Duck a l'orange? I love duck l'orange. I used to make it. <laughs> you did It's pretty easy. You just buy a duck <laughs> and squeeze orange juice on it. That's pretty good. Get some mashed potato. Can I ask a question? Some why Dutch not? Carrots. Why not Italy? You prefer the French oh, food yeah, to Italian yeah. food? I forgot Italy. That's <laughs> <but> shameful. <laughs> um, you forgot Italy existed or that you'd been there? No, I forgot how much I love Italian food. For the listeners, it's important to know I'm Italian, so I find this personally offensive. And Are you Sydney's shame. only Italian? I have heard that. Yeah, I spread that around. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the brand? <laughs> That's right. But no, what do, you, what do you rate? French food or Italian food more? Um... Pasta or snails? Probably French just because it's so unusual. Yeah, that's your vibe, isn't it? But obviously I love, like, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I love garlic bread. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. But I have it all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're desensitized. I eat pizza every day. (laughs) That's me with pasta. I'm currently eating it every day. You can't give up carbs. Like, I don't... These people on the keto diet, they're just miserable. My mother, absolutely. She ketoic right now. Yeah, my hot mom is on the keto (laughs) diet. (laughs) She's trying to shed some kgs. In the the car, Conchetta was spreading some positive rumours about the hotness of her mum, and now she's putting it on radio that's going to be podcasted. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll put it any... I'll put it on a billboard. I'll pay a grand to put my hot mom on a billboard Uh, out. Unsee this, and it's just your hot (laughs) mum. You're like, can you believe she's a mother of two? (laughs) What a babe. <laughs> you got to see this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> thing. I refuse to say my mum's hot, but I will say she's beautiful and looks great for her age. You know what I mean? That's essentially saying your mum's hot. Absolutely dude. not. Different. I don't know. What do you say, Judge? <laughs> Please <laughs> lay down the thing. law of I the radio. You're allowed to say your mum's hot. I mean, I know I'm allowed. I am allowed. You guys aren't. But you refuse to. I refuse to. I choose <laughs> not to. <laughs> Why are you trying to make me say my mum's hot? Like, <laughs> we're just going to cut that bit out. That's the podcast. It's just you saying my mum's hot. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over again for 50 minutes. Yeah. That's the name of this podcast. My mum's hot. Mom's hot. <laughs> Dude, is your mum hot? <laughs> is there like a podcast thing happening at this university? There should be. Get them in the podcast. I, Do you have look, a studio here? Can you guys like stay here forever and yes. we'll just do a podcast every week for sure absolutely okay guys we live here now Rathi will do it I would for pref- the accommodation I would love to exist in a podcast forever <laughs> <laughs> just an eternal state of podcasting yeah it's probably my favourite thing to do listen to podcasts or be in just a podcast be in them. yeah how many, how many? I you? like the performativeness of the microphone. Oh, hell yeah. I wish I had one at all times I was going to say I want a 24 hour podcast my life but I often like I'll be having a conversation at like a diner or something or like Nando's. Often you'll be in a diner. <laughs> or like I'll just be at a place, you know, eating eating some grub. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're having a talk and it's the best conversation ever. Ever. And you're like, we should have recorded We should have. This. this was a waste. That but it would have been weird to bring in equipment. Absolutely. To the diner. Yeah. I mean, I think if you were to carry around audio recording equipment, most people would be like, yeah, that checks out. It'd probably affect the quality. It would. Of you have to not. You have to secretly record and then tell them after and be like, "P.S. Absolutely. 
Um, and then get their consent, and then you have a fire podcast episode. Well, that's the tragedy of life. Anytime you want something to work, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and I really respect that you say that because yeah. when you were talking about earlier, yeah, being like when you want something, you can really like it can sabotage yourself that you don't even want to acknowledge that you want it. That's real. It's true. I literally grew up being like, yeah, I had to if I vocalize even in my brain if I vocalize that I wanted something the whole world would mean that it didn't happen. Like just through fate and I just, so I would always be like, if I said something, I'd be like, jink, like I was obsessed with jinx like as a kid. And so when you talk about now in terms of like manifesting and goal setting and it goes against everything that I believed growing up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just hearing that I've never heard anyone so else. So you don't believe in goal setting at all? It's not that I don't believe in goal setting. I just, um, when you talk about manifesting, which is all about like believing in it and vocalizing it and 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 like failing until you get there. If if I've just believed the whole time that if you say that it, it releases it to the world and then it's bad and tragic, it just it's just unlearning things that I've learned and I find it hard. So you're saying you shouldn't vocalize goals because it kind of takes something away from them? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying that sometimes it can feel that w- I think that's what I thought growing. Up. I'm not going to s- no. I, say I no because I think when people announce their plans, like when someone goes, "I'm going to write a book," it's like, uh oh, uh, like keep it a secret. I've actually heard you know? that on on Instagram. That's like, don't tell. You don't need to tell other people because their energy like affects it. You just need to know it for yourself. Whether you have to write it down or like say it in your head. Yeah. But yeah, if just some loser goes around telling fifty people going to write a book, that doesn't mean they're going to do it. Like how many people? They don't do it. I like yeah. I, I know a guy like he's. Like he's like, I'm gonna leave Brisbane. I'm gonna leave Brisbane, and then he had like a going away party and and everything, and then he was back in a week. Yeah, you got to keep it a secret and just disappear. That's the is secret. That, is that how you left Brisbane yeah. under a cloak of darkness? Uh, yeah, I I like, I disappeared. I was evicted, and then I left immediately. <laughs> See, you don't need all the fanfare. To well, I wasn't your... planning on moving. They just tell me I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, right? Catch me if you can. The but. entire state. You have to leave the entire state. You're you're banned from Queensland. Yeah. Well, they said you got to get the fuck out of here. We believe in rent. Like like having a rabbit as a pet. You're banned in Queensland. Well, I had a rabbit as a pet recently. I know. Really? Do you know I wanted to come over and hang out with it and I heard it was gone? A lot of people wanted to hang out with it. No one actualized. I know. They told you the wish. See? They yeah, yeah, yeah. They the wanted to keep it secret. conspired no. against the rabbit. Well, this rabbit ruined my life. <laughs> and it was cute too. Well, how did when it, I heard you got rid of it? It was the worst it? thing ever that happened. But Why? I needed it for an hour. I know to do a photo. So how did you bought it? I had to buy it because people don't would rather you just take it. It's it's more expensive <laughs> to rent a rabbit than buy. <laughs> You'd have to know someone. With Every a other rabbit. thing is more expensive to buy. But, but, a, but a rabbit's like just if you're gonna take it for an hour, just never bring it back. It's ruining. So it. how did you get rid of it? I thought you'd killed it. I'm sorry. When I heard that it was gone, I was like, <laughs> no, Ravi. That's just that stew. I bought that stew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really. What? How do you offload a rabbit? Did you just um, set it free? No, I I, I liberated it into traffic. But no, what I, <laughs> no, no, no. What happened is I put it on Gumtree and sold it and to so a, a very nice person. Oh, that's good. Who for is money. a great person. But you got rid of it so quick. I feel like it was there for how long? Two days? It was there for three nights and it caused me uh, chronic insomnia. <laughs> and it was like burrowing <laughs> holes like out of this box and like it was under my bed and stuff <laughs> at three in the morning. And they like they don't love you at all. They hate you and they try and run away that's from you. True. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I, I, I need an animal that is needy. Like I, a I dog. Thought, I thought you would have found the manifestation of how you think people feel about you soothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's actually um, upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you need? You needed a photo with the rabbit. Is this for your press photos? Yeah, it was for a photo. You, you needed a rabbit photo, so you bought a I rabbit. Bought a rabbit for a it's, photo. It's genius. And, and then sold it after three days. So I didn't sell it. I had to give it away for free, and even that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> What, why would you you could have brought it to a show and sold it off as merch this is Dan Rath's famous rabbit people say they want it but they don't want it you know yeah because it is responsibility no like, one wants a cute. rabbit yeah but you could it's have signed the rabbit signed it yeah, yeah. Signed it to a management company <laughs> 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 to a talent agency <laughs> signed it up to the Australian army yeah 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 <laughs> signed it to yeah. <laughs> you just got oh, you mean a texter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's, your name. That's yeah. not cool. That he wouldn't. Dan like Rathit. The did, did you name it? <laughs> you Dan can't Rathit name it if you got to throw it away. I named it Sarah. <laughs> he was one of the comedians name? on the lineup this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, pr- I pretended it was my wife. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. The, don't get a rabbit if you're thinking to get more, like it's just one of those things. Great in theory. Are you guys allowed pets on campus? Not on campus, no. No, but could That's you bring a pet onto the campus if it lives off campus? Uh, could you just kind of take your dog for a walk around UNA, the grounds? Strictly no, but we don't tell people that here at Tune. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, well, we, we tend to be a bit of a pet haven here at Tune. Ah. You got three I, dogs in the in the studio right now. This university seems like a utopia, like, like it's in the woods, like the nice nature and stuff. I told you you could stay and do an eternal podcast if you wanted to. That'd be great. Mm. As long as I can have a piping hot cup of beans in the morning (laughs) (laughs) to keep me fueled. You don't want to see him before he has his hot cup of java. He's a nightmare. If I don't have my java, I'm just not me. Like, can you can you imagine this with even less caffeine? Like this I, level of energy and focus. It's a nightmare now. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not come here to be disrespected. <laughs> I came here to be lauded. Well, mate, you're closing the show. You're the headliner. You're the big. Oh, you're the big dog. It looks like that. It's gonna be awesome. That room's great. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, fun. it's a great. It's a huge space. Like it's it's gonna be great. Well, we use that as a segue because it, the doors have just opened. <gasps> so doors have just opened? Yeah, there's going to be stray meals there. So tell us a little bit about when you guys start and what you guys are doing. Well, the show starts 7.30. Uh, and then we got uh, six comedians. Well, five comedians. I'm, I'm just hosting. See, I've kept this thing on track. I'll be keeping the show on track. Hell yeah. Until Dan Rath hits the stage and we <laughs> fly into a wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got, we've got, who have we got? We've got Elliot Stewart who's in the Raw National Final. Uh, he's opening things up. Then Sarah Gall. Uh, was appeared on Tonightly with Tom Ballard and she just released a movie called Hot Mess. Very good. And then closing that bracket is Nat Demina, who was Comedy Zone. Mm-hmm. When was he Comedy Zone? A couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Conchetta Caristo opening up the second bracket. What's the credit you're going to use for me? I mean, she's appeared on Tune FM's 5 till 6 p.m. radio show. <laughs> Sydney's only Italian. That's Sydney's yeah. only Italian. Oh. Thank you. I was going to say it, but Damn I'm waiting. It. This kid's a pro. <laughs> Thank you, Ravi. And then the closing show is Dan Rath, nominated for Best Newcomer at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival mm. at age almost 40. Yeah, I'm almost 40. And still a newcomer. It took me 25 years to get a newcomer. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm hosting, and I'm fine. It's lucky you can't go on a Kentucky when you're over forty. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the newcomer thing; you got to get in there. <laughs> got to slide in while it's not thirty-nine, too late. baby. That's it. That's the dream. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us on the air, guys, and uh, all the best with the show tonight. Can't wait to to see you guys do your stuff. And um, yeah, come on down if you were if you hadn't heard about it or if you were just thinking about it. It all starts at seven thirty at the Strode. I, I hear it's free, and they can get drinks and dinner. That is which true. they have to pay for, but the entry is free. That's yes. cool. That's that's get true. you in the door. That's a strong vibe. Yes, absolutely. Vibe check. All right, we'll go back to the music with a very interesting song choice from the system here. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. This is Take On Me by Aha. That's a great song.